Hello wrestling fans, this is Quentin Charisma. Hey, that's me. Before we get started today, I uh, just want to uh, talk about um, the passing of um, a guy named uh, Bud Petty. He, um, a lot of people don't know who Bud Petty is. He was uh, Troy Eaton's dad. Uh, he's the one that started uh, HCW in McMinnville, which uh, uh, later on Steve Bryant Randall Fanning. Uh, bought off of them and a lot of people worked McManville through the years of uh, both uh, both people on the promotion um, so uh, there would have never been a McManville um, HCW if it wasn't for Bud he was a good dude um, uh, he um, always would help you uh, I ran some shows and I used his ring and uh, he went above and beyond you know, helping me with stuff. Uh, just super nice guy. Help you out uh, any way he could. Um, so uh, it's uh, it's sad that he's gone. Uh, he was a great guy. Uh, he uh, he thought the world of Troy. He loved Troy. Um, but um, so uh, rest in peace, Bud. We'll miss you, brother. Uh, so uh, I'm today. I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. And yeah, Quinn, I, I didn't know Bud. I, I never got the opportunity to meet Bud. Um, I knew Troy pretty well. Uh, and you, you said that they, they had a really good relationship. Uh, we lost Troy a number of years ago. Uh, so I guess one of the uh, few light spots we can see in this is that uh, they're back together again. Yep. yep. Um, Sorry, we had to start out on a somber moment, guys. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. Uh, so let's start this off like we normally do. Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. By golly, we're smack dabble on ringside. And son of a gun, we are ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you doing, Quentin? I'm all right. I'm hanging in there just hurting. I don't know, man. I, I've probably this last couple of days. I don't know if it's just been the, all the rain or something, but man, I've been I've been more stiff than I've been in years. All right, I didn't sound right, but uh, I was like, I was like, as soon as I said like, oh, here comes the jokes. But uh, I just my knees have been just killing me. Replies before I could get there, man. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I was laid out for a couple hours uh, before this call today with a pretty massive migraine. So uh, I think something is in the air. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I'm doing okay episodes all that, so uh, we got a we got a crazy episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting one. Yeah, to say the least. Um, um, very entertaining. Uh, on yeah. on different levels of craziness, I guess. But, um, all right, this is our 22nd show. Uh, this, of course, this is the CWA Memphis. We're doing. The May 30th, 1987 show, the Evansville, Indiana feed. So it means it was taped in Memphis on May 23rd, 1987. Uh, we got the full opening this weekend. Graphics and music. I mean, video and gra uh, video and music. You got the whole shebang this week. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We got every bit of it. Yep, yep. And uh, so Lance and Dave open up at the desk. Dave gives a lineup today. Uh, it says opening match. We got uh, Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka later in the singles match. We got Tommy Rich, and I was like, "Holy smokes!" Yeah, you've been asking for it for months. We've been asking for it since January. 
So it's been uh, uh, February, March, four months. <laughs> they finally get him to the studio. I'm like, okay, well, I guess four months, I guess that's better than five, right? <laughs> yeah. Then we've got Moondog Spot. And then the expiration time match is Billy Travis and Mark Starr against Big Bubba and Goliath. And they go to break. So, uh, yeah, I was shocked when they said Tommy Rich. I was like, finally, after all this time, we're finally. But my thing is, though, we still haven't got idle. <laughs> we've, we've got one of them. It's like, we just can't. It's like, they can't even get this can't have both of them there for, you know. But, hey, at least we got one, so. Alright, so they come back from break. Uh, Lance and Dave's at the desk. Out comes Bruno. He's got Moonog Spot, Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka, Big Bubba, and Goliath are with him. Uh, Bruno starts boasting about how good Spot is. And then he starts talking about how good Paul, <clears throat> Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka is. And then he gets to Big Bubba and Goliath. And then he says they're the biggest disappointment in his entire life in professional wrestling. And, um,. I thought they were gone, actually, you know? Yeah, I remember you saying that uh, the yeah. week before and, and this uh, last week. Yeah. Because um, they haven't yeah, been on TV. I don't, think they're, I don't think they're longer for here. Like, I don't, well, we'll get more into where the angle's going later, yeah. but, but I uh, I don't know. At some point soon, we, we see Tugboat. Uh, Tugboat's in 88, so we still got a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, we still got a while. Um, and, uh, did he come straight from Memphis, or did he have another stop before then? You know something? Actually, yeah. He actually, I don't think he went till 89. Cause it, oh, okay. Because he went to, after Memphis, he went to Florida and worked for Dusty's promotion as the Big uh, big Steel Man, or something like that, down there in Florida when Dusty... Um, after no, Dusty, no, Quentin. Quentin, huh? that's the Shockmaster. No, <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, no, Dusty. After he got fired from um, um, Crockett, Crockett, and in between, before he went and went be the polka dot man, he started. He went down to Florida and started up uh, his promotion in Florida, and had um, Big Bubba. I think he was like the Big Steel Man or something like. I can't remember, but yeah, he had. A, I mean, it was a good promotion. Had the Nasty Boys. I mean, he had a good thing, and then. Um, you know, was Florida was dead, so and I don't, Dusty couldn't even revive it. And uh, it, isn't isn't he Dusty's like brother-in-law or something like yeah, that? Yeah, somehow I think he married. Did he marry one of Dusty's kids? I don't, think, I don't think one of his kids. Or is is Cody Cody calls him uncle as well. Okay, so he must have married uncle one of Dusty's. Must have married Dusty, one of Dusty. He's somehow they're kin somehow, but I can't really remember what it was. So, but. They're kin somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cody, I Cody thought, calls him Uncle Fred. Yeah, I, I so. thought they were gone because they haven't been on TV in three weeks, and they haven't been at Evansville for the last, you know, that, actually, was it three weeks or two weeks? They hadn't been on Evansville's cards. See, I thought they were gone. And, um, you know, so, uh, uh, obviously they're not. I guess they took some time, they gave a, couple, a few weeks off or something, maybe three weeks. Or put them on the beach. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not because I remember we did was talking about how we thought they might have some other shows working too. But uh, anyway, well they're back. So um, 
Yeah, they, they, they must have been working those terrible Arkansas shows and stuff like that where everybody else was, you know, in Memphis or working, somewhere. <laughs> working the Buddy Wayne shows. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, he, he, uh, he's just about, he said, uh, disappointment, all that, and he tells them next time they're in the ring, uh, he wants to see mean, he wants to see nasty. He wants them to show him something. And, um, he said he brought these two guys in to the downtown connection, and, um, they said they haven't did nothing, which, weren't they like the tag team champions forever? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely they were, but with the, with the influx of talent and the turning of Tanaka heel and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just they, saying they were that, definitely quickly put on the back burner. They, but I'm saying that the whole thing where he's, it's that whole heel manager of what have you done for me lately? Of like you, you know, you ain't did nothing. They were like they were like the tag team champions like four months. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, I, absolutely. It's very much what have you done for me yeah. lately? But it, I, I don't even think. I guarantee you this wasn't the long term plan. I guarantee when they put. Diamond and Tanaka together they're like oh we gotta give them a heel manager they're not used to working heel yeah and then they're like hey these guys are better than the other guys yeah but we'll still keep them all together because that's been bothering me about having two tag teams in the same stable this whole time well but you think about Jimmy Hart good gosh at times Jimmy Hart's first well, family Jimmy, Jimmy Hart was the era when yeah. all heels were managed by somebody <laughs> and it's Memphis so we can only pay one guy yeah <laughs> Yeah, but still, but man. They didn't have Cornette working for Peanuts yet. But the thing is, <laughs> that one picture, I had actually, I actually had the one picture, or it was like the the picture of the first family, but I almost said it was maybe eight. Oh, yeah, it's like 12 people? Yeah, it's like 12 or 13 people. They're, they're like wide lens zoom. And, and I, I, I think long. there's three tag teams in that. Yeah, it's like great. It's like the grapplers. It's, it, 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 uh, it's like the, it's the assassins, the grapplers. And I believe the Bruce Brothers. Yeah, the Bruce Brothers, Graham and and, and poor Job Cash. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you know, you're right, you're right. And like, then, then they didn't they have uh, uh and there was another one. What was there? They had the two masked guys. What was there? Uh, uh, oh, was it? Uh, what was those guys' name? They had the, the like the Halloween mask on. Uh, Lucifer and. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, now, I yeah. my mind just went blank. But yeah, it, <laughs> it was. I think it was uh, um, Buddy Landale and uh, Plowboy Frazier. <laughs> yeah, like everybody else was attacked. It's like four attacked. <laughs> it was crazy. But, yeah, uh, no, uh, Jimmy was with everybody. Like, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, how many indie shows have we been on? Well, when you were managing, they just go, "Hey, go with this guy. Go with this I guy. Go with this that. guy." Yeah, I know. Oh, it's horrible. Um, okay, so. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Bubba and Goliath, they they look they 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 look confused. They walk off. Uh, Bruno's still talking when they walk off. So Lance uh, pitches it to the graphic, and so when I saw him walk off, I thought they were going to the ring to wrestle, and it wasn't because when uh, when Lance threw it to the ring, the graphic popped up, and it was um, Diamond and Tanaka versus uh, Jameson and Thompson. Well, it's uh, Jim Jameson and, and Fraser Thompson. And I was like, that kind of was odd, you know, because it, because why they walked off, you know, and he told them, you know, they better show him something. So I thought they were walking off to the ring, you know. I liked it a little bit. Um, it, it didn't seem like okay. Now I've done. Now I'm done tearing you up. Now break. Yeah. They just walk off in the middle of it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's different. Uh, I, it's yeah, different. I, I thought it does it. If that were to really go on, it wouldn't be clean. Yeah. Yeah. 
Alright, so the, uh, this is our first match of the day. Uh, Jerry Jones referee. Paul Diamond and uh, Patanaka jump in and jump in before the bell. Um, they beat him a little bit. Then uh, match starts. It's Paul, Paul Diamond and Jim Jason stand there in the match start to start it off. Uh, basically, just Paul beats on him. Uh, looked like he's rubbing his face in the mat. Um, Soccer came in, gave him a couple throat thrusts, a couple chops. Uh, and we get the racial slur from Bruno of the day. See, that's why He's I did, back. Yeah, because I didn't. That's I was. Uh, I was writing it down. I didn't hear it. Yeah, <laughs> but Ooh, I did. yeah, I usually catch them, but I I, I didn't catch that one. Um, and we got a new finish from Diamond Tanaka yeah, today. Yeah. Top rope heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> that was a. You know that when I saw, it, I was like, wow, because you know the heart attack. You know, was it was just getting established then around that time, you know, and this was off the top, and it's like, wow, you know, and, and way safer than the doomsday device. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Freezer Thompson got a easy payday. Yeah. If, you, if they got paid in Memphis, I don't know. Yeah, all the job guys got paid. The boys working, the uh, boys that worked the loop and went over don't get paid. Uh, well, Freezer Thompson got a quick and easy ten spot. Yeah, uh, twenty-five. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I got on here. Um, Freezer never got never got in the ring during the match. He got you know he got beat up at the first, but he never got tagged in the match. So, so yeah, that. But that was a really short match. Was it maybe two minutes? Yeah, it was less. It was a yeah. minute something. I, remember, yeah. I, I was going to write it down and didn't, but I remember Dave saying a minute, you know, thirty-seven or whatever. Yeah, it was really short. Um. So then they go back to Lance. He uh, at the desk. He's talking about the haircut match with Lawler, Heidel, and Rich. And I, <laughs> I put, and he talks uh, uh, and goes and throws it to the video. And I put, man, I thought they showed the Rocker video a lot. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh, and when they pull up this, and I know this is your sore spot about Lawler not cutting his hair, but the official video and then an interview from Lawler. Lawler's hair is already long enough to need styling. Yes. Yeah, it's been three weeks, and it's already, yeah, it's like longer it is now. Now he's already he's already got a head full of L.A. looks. Yeah. You know, and, and he's wearing sunglasses inside his own home. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Lawler is very unlikable. Yes. Now. Oh, now I have a note on here. I have found probably the most complete footage of that match of the cage match it's really? yes it is broken up into like three different parts and it's the most complete start to finish and the afterbirth it's the most afterbirth too um I, it's but it's all cut up well, i think i i propose at some point we do a watch along how did we do that though we'll go over the semantics off air but uh i think we can be done We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll do it. But I was going to put the link. I was going to put the links yes, up. On this, okay. Well, I was going to put the links up on this episode so that people can watch it. Yeah, it's like three or four. It's, I don't know why it's broken up. Uh, maybe it was... Uh, it might be because the person probably found it in different places and, and linked it together, you know. Instead of yeah, it, it, either that or I know when YouTube, uh, years ago, when I, when I was first posting on YouTube, you couldn't go... You had, you, you had to post a certain number of videos before you could post over a 10-minute video. Okay, I bet that's probably was then. And then it went up incremental, 
Valley. Yeah. So I assume that's pro- that may have been what it okay. was too if it was uploaded a while ago. Okay, that's probably gonna have been. But yeah, this is the most footage I've seen of it. Um, yeah, it's uh, as I've seen out there. So yeah, I've stumbled across. I don't know how, how I did it. I was the other day. I was just going through. Uh, if I see one video on YouTube of some wrestling I like. I'll subscribe to that person's gimmick if even it's just one video. And I was just going through the other day just trying to find, you know, just just odd stuff, you know. And I've been on this one. Uh, it was a Memphis one. Um, it's, it has got a bunch of Memphis stuff, you know, all different stuff. And I was just going through it and I was like, hold on a second. And I started, I was like, I looked at the time, I was like, man, this is... And I, I went through and I was like, oh my gosh, that's almost a complete match of everything to put it all together. So, so I'll put that on there. So we, you know, we talked about, you know, I wish we could have, you know. So now, pretty much, we got it now. So that will be posted, the links on that one. Um, Yeah, the Lawler come off really douchebaggy um, with the sunglasses inside. And uh, hey, I'll let you take this. He starts talking about the note. I, I was like, this is too far. <laughs> Yeah, so Lola talks about how he's not going to be at TV today um, because I love how he talks about apparently in 1987 that uh, the cameras in in that studio cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. Um, But then Lola produces a note from a young lady apparently named Gwen Ivy that was left on his his, uh, windshield. Um, uh, and, And to summarize the note, because he, he acted like this was a little kid writing it. Yeah. But this, but this note was written by a full-grown adult named Jerry Lawler. <laughs> um, but basically it says, so, uh, everything that's been happening to, happening to Lawler lately is just what he used to do with pe- to people, and that Lawler needs to uh, wake up and become the old king. Uh, and Lawler pretty much says that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to be the old king with the endless bag of tricks and He's not scared to cheat, not scared to do what he has to do to get the uh, get the deal done. But and then he talks, yeah, that, that note was cheesy. It, yeah, but you miss a key point. He talks about in the note. The lady talks about when he dressed up as a woman and beat up Jerry Jarrett. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, they, I was like, oh, okay. Um, oh crap! I was gonna say something. I just forgot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you notice. He's got the uh, the old uh, the hill uh, Lawler goatee. Yep. That was going up, you know, so the crown looking hill goatee. Yeah, and the like, goatee has returned. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. And, and I enjoy that Lawler. My favorite Lawler, and I don't know why, is bearded Lawler. I always thought it was an interesting look. Is it because he never had a full beard? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that that little bit of time he had that and he kept it nice and everything, but yeah. when he had that that short beard, yeah, it looked good. He looked more rugged. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, yeah, this was cheesy, and and he mentions that uh, the old angle with Jerry Jarrett, and I was like, okay. And later in the show, and I was like, oh man. But um, all right, yeah. So that whole thing was really cheesy. Um, let's see where. Not where I left off. We come back to a stand-up interview with Lance Russell and Wildfire Tommy Rich. All right, let me see. I've 
Uh, do do do. Okay. Yep. All right. Do do do. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Yep. It <laughs> goes back to. Yeah, Tommy Rich talking. Um, <laughs> and talks about he hadn't been on TV in a long time. Had to be on Memphis TV in a long time. And I put no kidding. <laughs> yeah, show up to the studio. They'll put you on. Do what? So show up to the studio. I'm sure they'd put you on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, I'm sure that you wouldn't be on a standby match. <laughs> uh, it talks about uh, uh, looking good today, and he gets one girl to pop on that. And then he says, all the pretty ladies out there, out here, and then they, like a bunch of them pop. Did you notice that? Yeah, Tommy was getting over a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he started getting over it. The first one he said, I'm here, you're looking good here today. He said, my pretty blonde hair, and one girl popped. And then he turned and said, all the pretty ladies over out here, and then they all popped. And I was like, oh, gosh. It's like, he's yeah, and, <laughs> and, and listen, this is not pretty Tommy Rich. Like, no. This is not, not young, matinee idol Tommy yeah, this Rich. Ain't w, this ain't TBS <laughs> Tommy Rich. <laughs> and Tommy, Tommy Rich is, uh, you know, discovered beer and probably way more other crazier drugs. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, last week, Dundee said, you done drowned your brain in Coors beer, boy. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he's, you know he's, he's never been an Adonis, but he's getting the beer belly. He's starting to look older. Then, but he still loves him some wild vibe. And that forehead looks like a road map. Whew. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's getting over like crazy. So then I guess he realizes, hey, hey, oh, I'm getting over. Better turn heel. So he starts going heel toward the end of his... Thing, but he's still popping for him, even though he's trying to heal. Well, and, and he's not really burying Memphis. He's just burying Lawler. He yeah. goes, you know, goes, you know, we're we're the kings of Memphis. Talking about him and Idol now, and they yeah. pop for it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, Jerry, Jerry can't be liking that. Yeah. While he's watching at home, wink, wink. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he goes up. They they goes goes to the ring. It's um, Tommy Rich. The graphic says David Haskins, but it's actually John Paul. Which, yeah, you know. Uh, so, you know. They all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they go, they, uh, they don't uh, Actually, actually, it's the, it's the two in shape decent wrestling underneath guys. I can see them getting them confused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do you hear them talk? One has a northern accent, one has a southern accent. <laughs> but, yeah. By looks, yeah. Okay. Did they ever lock up? Oh, no. Okay, I think... I, I think Rich got a punch in. Okay. <laughs> so... A lady, this is what, and so Rich turns and there's a lady standing beside the ring in the babyface corner asking for an autograph. So Rich turns around and goes to get an autograph, and guess what? Bam! It, he drills Rich, it's Lawler and drag. He mocks the, he pulls the wig off, he's beat. So he starts beating on Rich, um, shoots him in, gives him a big backdrop. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was a big backdrop. Uh, Rich powders out. Lawler goes after him. Richard powder. Rich, <laughs> Rich powders back in. Lawler's on his tail. He powders back out to the dressing room. Uh, and Lance and Dave are tickled. Yes. They are dying laughing. <laughs> I'll put on here. Lance and Dave sells like the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> They're selling it like crazy. And my whole thing is, you know, they just he's. You know, Lawler said the thing. You know, in the in the note that. You know, remember when you and so they did the same thing. So I was just like, maybe they shouldn't have. You know, I think if he's going to do that, they shouldn't have said nothing. I think they should, and, and it looks so hokey. They should have did a thing where they should have let it go a little longer, 
because he was getting pops from the girls and maybe maybe not even have it where Amy ever got to the ring. Maybe he had, you know, when he went over to the go to the ring after he left the interview area, walked around, you know, and the girls were as they were cheering him. Maybe he walked around, you know, to that corner and maybe, you know. But, but, he, but here's the thing. How long can you hide this 230-pound woman with a crown goatee? They could head her over in back of that curtain and just let her and walk, you know. She could have hid behind the curtain. Because everybody would Listen, I, someone, someone would notice because Waller won't shave his head. You know he's not going to shave his legs for that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that dress was down to his ankles. So, <laughs> I did, there was something they could have did it some way better than they did it somehow. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I, I get it, but it, like you know, I've I've done the the dress thing, unfortunately. <laughs> and like the, the second I walked into the arena, yeah, they knew. Obviously, I have a beard too. Um, <laughs> they knew. Well, hey, it is the South. You never. I mean, I mean. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> But I don't know. I just think they could have did it better somehow. Not, not having him sitting there the whole time, just having him just walk from that back corner behind that curtain and just Roman he got he came around through there and he looked up and and you know I think they could have did it somehow real fast. Well, they could do it better somehow. I don't know. They just I just think it was cheesy the way they did it. But yeah, uh, Lance and Dave was uh, they were they were just loving it, eating it up. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, it, I, I just. Uh, you know, you can see them coming a mile away, and you know, after he, especially after he talked about it in the note, uh, they cut the break. It goes to Lance uh, for the uh, Wednesday, June third, nineteen eighty-seven um, show with Evansville Coliseum, Evansville, Indiana. Six big matches, uh, regular prices. Lance says. Um, he says, "I've never heard of a better card in Evansville." And I was thinking, really. It's like a George Gula, I mean a Nick Goulas line. <laughs> and um, he plugs the Southern title match with Idol versus Dundee. Uh, throws it to a taped match plug with Idol. <clears throat> um, basically it's your typical Idol, you know, interview good and, you know, gets to the points. Uh, says Dundee's a joke and he's only half a man. Yeah, and, good, good burn on Dundee. And <laughs> says he'll never get the belt from him. Uh... They come back to Lance with Paul Lee standing there. Still has tape on his forehead. Um, talk about the main event's going to be Lawler and Rich. Um, says he's he's seen Rich beat up a lot of broads, but he's never seen a broad beat Rich up. And then Rich walks in. <laughs> I was like, and Lance has looked at him when he's, <laughs> he's seen Rich beat up a lot of broads. And I was like, all right. You hey, feel finally got a, a, a stand-up interview in the right spot. This happened directly after. Yeah. You know, after, yeah, yeah. So they finally got that in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, it was actually put in the right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't put this, then put the um, the studio match after this. <laughs> and I have a new favorite thing from Tommy Rich. It's when Tommy says something about him's pretty. I don't know why it's so funny. It's just like, my pretty, pretty hair. <laughs> Hey, he was suited up again, looking all nice. Yeah, I don't know why, it just pops me, his voice. <laughs> just on my pretty, pretty hair. I'm like, it kills me. <laughs> so, yeah, it was... But this is a good interview from Rich. Really good. Yeah. He's, he's, and he threatens to make the king a queen. Yep. 
Yep. And uh, he says you. Uh, he says he says you can make that. You can take that to the bank. Yeah, that's just excellent by. Um, excellent interview by by Rich. Man, he just he's just really good. Uh, it, uh, I'm trying to think what I was gonna say. Okay, that's all I had. Yeah, that's all I had to write down. <laughs> I was looking at that. Yep, that's all I had. All right, they cut break. Uh, back to the studio. Lance and Dave at the desk. Talk about <laughs> Tojo beating Tony Burton with a stick last week. <laughs> okay, here we go. He and then he says we got an interview with Tojo and he throws it to it. Okay, here we go, folks. This right here is okay. Get remember, this is 1987, Memphis. So. Yeah, seen, this is Tojo, who's been wrestling since, like, what, 60? 50s. 50s. All right. Yeah, so, different time. Okay, we'll we've seen, time. Oh, you know, we're doing this, we're in the May of 87. We've seen a lot of racial slurs and stuff, but this right here was the, this was like the gold mine of, of just, wow. So, I got this, so I wrote, this is what I wrote down. The comments of Tojo are in no way the views of the No Budget Podcast Center, the Territory Wrestling Review, Jeremiah Plunkett, or Quint Charisma. So if you're offended by people making fun of mentally ha handicapped people, please fast forward for the next two minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, because Tojo uses the R word in a like two-minute promo about seven times. At least. Uh, so, he calls Tony Burton... We'll say mentally challenged. Right, this is uh, I actually wrote down the whole interview. This is oh, how, let's go. Okay. Let's see. Okay, uh, fast forward two, two minutes. It says, three years ago, Tony Burke came to him and wanted to be a pro wrestler. He said he's big, but he's mentally... R-word. R-word. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna say, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, R-word. And stutters and went, duh, 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 duh. That's horrible. You know, I mean, you can't, he just can't do, I mean, but it was like I said, 87 in the Memphis, they, they said what they wanted. Um, like I said, I'm not condoning this or none of this, but, um, so he says he trained him, um, he said he trained him and trained him, he said he got nothing, uh, he said that, um, nothing could go to his head, he said, so I hit him with my stick. I said, maybe I can put some brains in his head. He said, I hit him with the stick, still nothing. Nothing goes to his head. And this is all broken, you know, the broken English gimmick that he did. So it's kind of hard. It's um, It sounds like I'm hardly, the way I'm speaking, I'm, this is the way he was speaking. So it's all, it's not smooth. He <laughs> um, said, the boy must be stupid. And the R word. He still comes back for more. <laughs> so I give him more Japanese medicine with my stick. I guess that means a beating. Japanese medicine. He says now he wants to wrestle the master of karate of self defense. I was like, what? What was that? I, I didn't understand that. That, that, that poppy too. That's it's like, like <laughs> that's like what you would see on the sign at a mall that has karate. Yeah. <laughs> Come learn the karate of self defense. Yeah. <laughs> then he says, Tony Burton, you must be you must be mistaken. You must be the R word. Just like Jeff Jarrett. I teach him just like you. Jeff Jarrett, that boy is is the R word. Nothing can go in his head. Just like you, Tony. 
He's a big palooka. Then I, I died, man. I died laughing when he said palooka. What is a palooka? I remember, I remember him saying it all the time in his interviews. What, what actually is a, what was a palooka? Yeah, I meant to look it up and totally didn't. I'm sure it's um, racist. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's something. But he said, I remember when I was a kid, I remember him saying it all the time. He's like, you big palooka. His head is so thick. Now, it can be a great, he said, now, it can be a great wrestler like me. Tony Burton, you're going to get the beating of your life. You're going to beat, I'm going to beat you like a dog. A U.S. dog. That's <laughs> like, what the, this. Well, so, so like, a Siberian husky might be, may not, you know, might be able to take Tojo. But a U.S. dog, you know, like a Carter Spaniel, Tojo could kick his ass. <laughs> He's going to die. He's a U.S. dog. I was like, this is going, this is all over the place. I was dying laughing. He says, I don't know. The best thing is the camera's all up in Tojo's face, too. Yeah, it's like right, I mean, it's zoomed in right on him. It says, I don't like you because you are mentally R. I'm going to beat you so bad. I'm going to beat you like a dog. You know good big palooka. That's the statement. You got from Tojo Yamamoto. <laughs> uh, I left. A, I left. A, I left a little bit out because I, I was just like, it is, that's almost Shakespearean. <laughs> but his, you hear that noise? Yes, it's, it's the air conditioner. Okay, I was like, okay, it was like something, but I mean. It was, it, but it's way he just talks. You know, he's got that that broken accent and all that. And I cut a little bit of it out because it was so long. And uh, <laughs> but because he said a lot of it over and over, he, you know, because I know he said I'll beat you like a dog. I think three different times. But the U.S. <laughs> but I was just like, oh my gosh. That's what I mean. It was classic. It been the big palooka, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then we get a barn burner of a promo to follow that up. Oh my god! With Randy Hale sitting down with Tony Burton and Jeff Jarrett. Oh, so you know, gosh. all three of these guys, just three guys who can all be called Mister Electricity in their own right. It's bad when Jeff Jarrett early stages is the best in the interview. Yeah. <laughs> So they go back. They uh, they did it. Randy. They go back to Lance. He says they got you know, Tony Burton's got uh, Randy hails is with Tony Burton with his what he's got to say. Uh, first thing I noticed, man, that was a lot of guns in the background, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that took away yeah. from. I was all cute keyed on that. I took took away from the. You know, I was like, shouldn't they just got like a a regular backdrop? Like, okay, they're in somebody's. Uh, and I thought about it, I was like, that's got to be Jerry Jarrett's house because there's nobody on, in, you know, has that many guns. It could fall because some, they were like in a case, some of them were in a case. And, I mean, it was all like a display. I was like, okay, those are like, must be expensive guns and stuff. So, you know, that's got to be Jerry Jarrett's house because nobody else has any money. <laughs> yeah, no, except, it was, uh, except for Lawler. It definitely Lawler wasn't Tony Burton's house. Do what? It definitely wasn't Tony Burton's no, house. No. Uh, same. Let's see. I can sum this whole promo up in two minutes. Yeah, go ahead. Two, uh, two sentences. Tony Burton's was awful. Tony Burton basically says, in a lot of ums and likes and yes, uh, that he's taken all he can stands and he can't stands no more. 
Um, and Jeff Jarrett just goes on about how Tojo is a washed up old man who is sick and mentally ill. Yeah, that's where he told his dad. Because he goes, he, he trained with them. Cause, and then this goes back to last week when Jeff met, come back and made the save. So they told this week that Jeff trained. He stayed there for six months. He don't know how Tony stayed there for three years doing it. So yeah. they gave a little back history of why Jeff came back and made the save on, you know, for Tony. So it gave, But still didn't like the hug last week. Um, right. But at the beginning, when this started out, it told you that Tony Burton don't want to be anywhere near Mike. Um, uh, Randy Hale's asking uh, asking what happened last week uh, to uh, last week to you on TV, and uh, he Burton says, "I really can't tell tell you what happened to me last week on TV." What you can't what? <laughs> I, I can't really tell you what happened to me. Well, um, you didn't. <laughs> That's like, that was the most stupidest opening line ever, you know? I, I can't tell you what happened to me on la last week. I was like, did that? I was like, oh, first interview, boy, they should have definitely sat him down, you know, and really talked to him about doing the interview. But yeah, so yeah, they talk about that. Uh, hey, Alex Burton says that hundreds of guys come to the training and Tojo would just beat them up and... But he stuck it out, and uh, yeah, and Jeff was saying he was Tojo's washed, told his dad that Tojo was washed up, mentally ill, and just like to hurt people, and so yeah, and they, yeah, it, Jeff's part was all right. Tony's was awful. Um, trying to see, uh, and Randy was awkward. Well, that's Randy Hell, so I mean, exactly, yeah. Okay, so uh, they finally they get done with that. Like I said, it, it was horrible. Because um, Burton had no clue. Uh, so they come back. Uh, Lance is standing. Talks to Matt. Uh, Jeff comes out. Music hits. Jeff comes out. Um, he's in street clothes. He's starting to get a little bit more pop. Yeah, the music's catching on finally. Well, since then they changed them. You know, they went from the uh, Notorious... Then they went to the uh, <laughs> rap, uh, word up, <clears throat> and then to this, so they're kind of it, it's confusing. So they're finally catching. Okay, well this is going to be his singles music. So it's he comes out street clothes, no belt. Um, comes over to Lance. Um, talk about the upcoming match with Jack Hart. Uh, says it's a non-title match because there's future commitments. Um, he says, but it's a grudge match to him because a couple of weeks ago he beat up his friend Randy Hales, and then the week after that he beat up his grandfather. Uh, and this week's going to be payback time. Uh, then Lance uh, talks about those future commitments coming. Says Jeff will defend the Mid America belt for the AWA on AWA TV in Las Vegas on ESPN in June. And um, they cut, uh, he talks about, and. Um, they're going to do the presentation of the AWA Rookie of the Year for 1986. Lance says he talked to Stanley Blackburn to uh, have the presentation here in Memphis instead of Vegas. Um, Larry Nelson sent in a video. Larry Nelson says that Jeff was AWA Rookie of the Year and pitches and pitches back to Lance. And he says, well, before he pitches back to Lance, he says, I'm, he says we'll send it back to the studio to, uh, to the guy that's the, um, I consider the dean. Of the, of, dean of announcers around the world 
And also, the best man at our producer's wedding, so I'm guessing he's can talk about Mike Shields, is um, he, he as I'm, and I guess he was still at AWA in 87, Mike Shields. Um, so, go back to Lance. Uh, Lance picks up the trophy. That, real quick, that pre- pre-tape was entirely unnecessary. That was all horrible, because it was a pre, it was, it's like, you know, it's like, it was a pre-taped pitch <laughs> from Lance to be pitched back to Lance. Yeah, it's like, it was weird. It's like, okay, it's supposed to be... So it was a taped interview to, to, to be pitched back to a live. Live to tape, taped back to live. It was like, huh. And I, and I love Lance Russell. But when <laughs> they said the dean of wrestling announcers, I was yeah. like, they got Gordon Soley? Yeah, I was like... But so that was Gordon's gimmick forever. Yeah, but, but he said the dean of wrestling around the world. So Gordon, Gordon's was just the dean of wrestling announcers. So he threw that into, I guess. To, but you know, it was um, Larry Nelson, so he's probably drunk. But um, <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> that gum. So he gives the trophy to. Hold on, I'll let you take over. Cause I, I'm about to choke. I gotta get some drink. <laughs> So, yeah, Lance produces the uh, AWA Rookie of the Year trophy to Jeff Jarrett. Um, I'm surprised it didn't have somebody bowling on top of it. I know. Uh, <laughs> Jack Hart out in street clothes and with a, his shirt looks like one of those old paper cups um, with the white and the turquoise and the purple on it. Uh, to get her up. <laughs> Jack, Jack's, uh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Jack's really upset. Uh, says he deserves a title shot. He's real upset about his next match not being a title shot. And, and Jeff, hey, Jeff even tries to reason with him, which I thought was really cool. Jeff promised Jack a shot when he gets back from Memphis. That's not good enough for Jack. Jack Hart's all kinds of fired up. Well, I mean, until Jeff Jarrett grabs a chair. Well, hold on, uh, hold on. You missed the, yeah. a good. You missed a, actually a funny line from Jack Hart. <clears throat> he says. He says he calls Jeff Jarrett a redneck from Hendersonville that should be that should be milking his cows with his dad. <laughs> so I heard that, but I feel like it was misplaced because we don't hear from Jerry Jarrett talking about milking cows until later in the show. So I'm wondering if these sections were out of order, and we'll get to that in a second. Well, no, because he's talked about. Um, I've heard him. He's he's um, he. I he has actually said something about um, uh, before about Henderson uh, Jeff calling said something about Jeff uh, working on the farm or something back in Hendersonville. He said he's mentioned something before, but he's not mentioned cows. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying because later in the show. But um, uh, but. But see, the thing is, though, that it's not out of order because that was all you could tell. Because you know, when they later in the show, we you know. But yeah, I'm just wondering if he overheard what you know Jerry was going to say later. So I don't know. It seemed out of order, but it really wasn't because of what happened. You know. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But then Jeff grabs the chair and backs Jack off, and Jack. You know, backpedals like an all pro, all pro DB um, <laughs> and gets out of there. And then we get pitched to break uh, for the local promo. And there was definitely something out of order in this. Oh, hold on a second. I forgot. He had yeah. one more thing. He said, he, he said, um, when he said, out of, 
be milking the cows these days. He said, Jeff's a joke. He said, and your mother's a joke. I've never heard anybody say, call it, talk about Jeff's mom before. It's the first time somebody talk about Jeff's mom on TV. <laughs> I, I think Jack Hart, when he tries to get heat, just grasps at everything. He just grabs, yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah, we, we go to the local promo where uh, Lance, and this is the one, uh, it's always the second one, Lance runs down the entire car. Yep. Uh, we start out with Jack Hart against Bucky Siegler. So, you know, one, one of the Southern boys is still in territory. <laughs> uh, special challenge match, Tojo Yamamoto versus Tony Burton. International heavyweight cha- uh, title match, Chick Donovan defends against Rocky Johnson. And here we go. This was definitely out of order. Yeah. <laughs> Mid-America heavyweight title match, which is a title that's not going to be defended because Jeff has to go to Las Vegas. Jeff Jarrett defends against Boondock Spot. Yeah. Southern heavyweight title match, Bill Dundee and Austin Idol. And then Jerry Lawler versus Tommy Rich. Yeah. I put on so my notes on that this. That bothered me a lot. Yeah, that was out of order. Uh yeah, but they, they always got to do my second um, Evansville card rundown. They always got they always, so I'm you know it just uh, I mean well so I wish they just would have said you know and in this one spoiler alert we're about to find out that the Middle America title gets put on a line. I wish you did that. I was, they I, they could have said. Well, they, they well, no, no, what I what I was going to say is they should have just been like Moondog Spot versus Jeff Jarrett, and then and then the third one yes. had it well with hey from what just happened on TV yes. the title's now on the line. There you go, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I put on my notes. I put uh, no international tag uh, champs Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka on the show. Uh, no Travis and Star on the show. No Bubba and Goliath. No Alan West. Uh, no Mr. Hilo, no uh, Shima, um, no Bob Cook, which I think he went back to Florida. Um, so there must have been another town running. And there's no match plugs. They don't give every, when they do the whole card. Usually they don't give any match plugs, but uh, you might do a you know inter- match plug interview. Uh, so they must have been in another town that that night. Yeah, had to be. Yeah, I, I'd assume so. Yeah, because they had. A lot of their normal talent, yeah. not mentioned. Yeah. Uh, so they go back to the desk, and this is where it's out of line, out of, out of place. Yeah, they could have did this segment, and then went to the rundown. So I'll let you go on and take this one because it's you had a you sound like it, it rubbed you a little wrong on this one. <laughs> uh, it, it did a little bit. Yeah, it did because it's major. It's a major um, angle. Yeah. So Lance is joined at the desk by Jerry Jarrett out in a flannel shirt, looking like a real wrestling promoter. Um, hey. He's been milking them cows in Hendersonville. That's it. Uh, yeah, Lance, uh, Jerry says he's been out on the farm a lot. Yep. Uh, and that Randy Hales and Eddie Marlowe have been doing a heck of a job running things. You know, it's always good to have people run your company for you. Uh, <laughs> Jerry's very proud of Jeff for winning the Rookie of the Year. Uh, and Jerry talks about all the wrestlers that have broke in through Memphis. Puts over the wrestling school a little bit. Then all of a sudden, Bruno and Spotter in to confront Jerry Jarrett, they're wanting a rematch for Spot to regain the NWA, excuse me, AWA, uh, Mid-America heavyweight title. Uh, and Jerry just kind of pushes the buck. <laughs> it's great. Jerry, Jerry's such a great promoter. He pushes the buck off onto the AWA, yeah. Randy Hales and Eddie Marlin. Yeah. He's like, I have nothing to do with the running of this company. It's your, it's your company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they get into a little shoving match with Bruno and Jerry. Jerry goes to walk away. 
And Moondog Spot chases down Jarrett and begins to beat him with the bone. Now, the the link I, I had, now I don't know if it's just me, but I rewound it a couple times so that it froze up at one point. It froze up, but the volume, the, it still had sound. It still had, yeah. the video froze. I'm wondering, what did, did I don't know. Did, did somebody hit a chord or something? Yeah, something, because you can still hear the volume. There was still yeah. audio, but the video, you couldn't hear. But it, it's kind of cool, kind of gave, gave that ambiance that they froze it, and you have no idea what really happened, just so violent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Spot's eating the crap out of Jerry until Jeff comes off and chases him off, or so we think. Jeff turns his back to check on his dad, and then he's attacked by Spot. And Spot beats him. They're at the side of the ring by the entrance. Uh, Spot beats Jeff and runs him over the desk. Oh, that was a great jet bump he took over at desk. was awesome looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he slid straight over it, too. It looked, it looked good. like one of those movies. Yeah, it was, it was dope. He's just beating the tar out of him behind, yeah. the, behind the desk. And gets a good, you know, I'd say a good uninterrupted 15, 20 seconds. Nope. On him, um, yeah, at before, least yeah. before Billy Travis and Mark Starr come to finally chase him off. Um, so then we go to a match. Well, so I guess Bruno and Spot go out and then come back in. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it was really weird. And it's Moondog Spot versus with Downtown Bruno versus Ron Nations. We don't even get a graphic. Yeah, um, and Ron Nations just gets. Drug in the ring. Spot, spot starts beating the crap out of him. Hits the shoulder breaker. Then picks him back up. Begins to beat on him. Jeff Jarrett, miraculous recovery time. Yeah. And he, yeah. He, he hits the ring on Spot with Spot's own bow. Yeah. The um, That shoulder breaker is so sweet looking. Uh, yeah, man. But yeah, I, Jeff come out there too superhero. Not enough time passed in between. He shouldn't have come out that strong, I thought. Yeah, I mean, he did take a, a heck of a beating to jump up like that. Um, but in, in fairness, Spot didn't do anything crazy to him. He hit him with a bone a bunch of times. Like, he didn't slam him. You know, he rammed his head into a table. Yeah. But it's wrestling. Sense. That happens all the time. But, like, you know, he didn't, like, body slam him behind it like he did uh, to somebody the week before. Jim Jameson. With, Mark, with Jim Jameson, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. he killed Jameson. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he wasn't... I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 see, I see it both ways. And, I mean, Jeff was selling when he ran back in, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's fired up, but he's still, like, staggering a little bit. Yeah, and he grabbed uh, the... Yeah, you know you said about to grab the bone. Yeah, you never seen nobody grab and, the... And, yeah, and I thought the bone was behind the desk, but uh, Dave told the... You know, because Spot always hangs it on the thing. So, yeah. Jeff, as he's hopping up on the apron, grabs the bone. Yeah. I wish we would have got a shot of it. That yeah. sounded like he did it pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah, he he must he grabbed it fast because it because he was in there on him. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, I was gonna say one thing. Um, did you notice when uh, uh, Spot was in there? He uh, <clears throat> he slammed uh, he slammed Nations and he went up to do that. Look like he's gonna do that second rope spinning headbutt. And Na and he went to jump and Nations rolled over. <laughs> and I couldn't tell if he hit him with the, with the forearm or what. He did you notice that? I, I didn't. It was so quick. Yeah, it was like he slanting went up on the second, and went to jump, and Nations was just selling and, and like rolled over, and like Spot was like, "Oh crap!" and looked like he came down, and just hit him with a, like a forearm or something. <laughs> Nations is bad. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was um, 
That shoulder breaker he does, uh, it is sweet, man. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, let's see, where are we at now? <laughs> we go to break from that, uh, come back from break with Lance, Jeff, and Randy uh, having a discussion off to the side yeah, that right. da yeah. Dave's filling us in on. Uh, discussing Jeff. Hey, wanting to make it an NWA, I just gotta keep doing that. I know. NWA, Man America, Heavyweight Title Match will spot. Uh, Randy doesn't want to do it due to the AWA and ESPN opportunity, but he finally gives in. So hey, now what we already know from the second local promo is finally official. Oh. It is a title match. Now here's my thing. I was, I was watching. I was like, why is Jeff wanting to be a title match? And I was like, that don't make sense. Oh, Dave explained it great, yeah. Yeah, finally, though. He should have explained it right then, you know? Yeah, I was Scott like, would not accept the match unless it was for the title. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because I was like, why was he putting it? Why, you know, yeah, then he then, then Dave actually explains it. and uh, Yeah, Lance comes back over, and he's hooking everything back up, and they explain everything. Uh, <clears throat> then they go to the, uh, let's see, they cut the break, or they go right into it. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. Uh, the I actually I didn't write down either, but I yeah. think they went right into it. Yeah, they did. There's a time uh, for the. Uh, <coughs> that's right. Because Lance was hooking the stuff up. The first time. Yeah, so let's go on and get to it. Because uh, that little thing they did at the end there with uh, that little powwow, that didn't last maybe 30 seconds. They showed. So, yeah, they had. So they went straight into the um, match with uh, Mark Starr, Billy Travis against. Um, Big Bubba and Goliath. Bruno comes out with him. He's yapping the whole time. Uh, Bubba and Goliath, um, let's see. Bubba and Travis start out. Bubba just starts beating the crap out of him. Slam. Goliath comes in. More pounding. Big slam. Leg drop. Star comes in. Uh, let's see. Star comes in. Him and uh, Bubba. Bubba pair off. That's right. Okay. Yeah, they get pair off. And then uh, it, it's Goliath and uh, and Travis. He hooks. All of a sudden, out come uh, Tanaka and Diamond. Goliath uh, hooks Travis. Yeah, okay. I got, I got yeah, a little lost. I yeah. was looking where I'm... <laughs> Yeah, Goliath has Travis hooked as Diamond goes to the top rope with a chair to deliver a big off the top rope chair shot to the head right in front of the referee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Travis moves and he brains Goliath with a DQ and Bubba is hot. Yes. Because and Bruno's hot as well. Yeah, he's, yeah, they're going at it. Goliath is like, Goliath's in there like Yeah, <laughs> Bubba looks like he's going to murder Bruno yeah. at any moment. It's great. Yeah, uh, Tanaka and, and uh, Diamond, they powder back to the dressing room. And Goliath, he's laid in the ring forever while Bubba was going ballistic on Bruno. And, uh, and finally, Goliath gets out of the ring, and all three of them go back to the dressing room. Still, just Bubba just... And Bruno going at it, and Goliath was just selling the whole time on the back. Um, they cut the braid. They come back with um, uh, the Evansville. They come back with Lance doing the Evan <coughs> goodness the Evansville rundown. Uh, Jeff comes in for match plug, short sweet to the point. Dundee comes in the match plug, short sweet to the point. Lawler comes in. He was in there for like two minutes, and he had no goatee. Uh, I guess because he shaved it off when he was a woman. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I go back to the studio. Um, Bruno and Paul Don Patanaka are at the desk with Lance. Bruno says he just fired Bubba and Goliath. And that uh, he tells them that uh, Pat and Paul are going to go in the ring and take Bubba and Goliath's place. And um, 
I said, they were, and they were going to beat Travis and Star. And uh, I put no here. Can they do that? <laughs> and I put, yeah, they can. It's Memphis. <laughs> Free bird rule. Yeah. You know, I said, it's Memphis. They can do what they want. Um, so they, uh, let's see. I'll let you take this because I'm. It, it, it's not much of anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fall two. Travis and Star start out, out, out wrestling. Uh, both members of prime time uh, and the match starts to break down really quick um, actually right after Billy Travis hits that big Billy Travis elbow yeah, he look, yeah, uh, all look four good. guys in they start fighting first two on the floor then it's all four on the floor uh, and we get a double count out really lame finish man did you notice when they were on the floor Mark Starr's punches to Tanaka just looked weird awkward looking not very good yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just too used to everybody in Memphis knowing how to throw a punch. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they brought it on the floor finally. They they um, brought all the way back to the hill curtain, and um, so they cut the break. They come back with Lance and Dave at the desk. Um, does he before the break? Did he say they can, they're going to try to get the third fall in? Yeah, before the break, he said, we'll check the time, see if yeah. we have time for a third fall. Then we come out, come back, and Dave's like, we only have a minute, 30 seconds left. No time for a third fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they give the uh, results for today's show. Um, cuts off right in the middle of it. No end of the show. <laughs> um, so I, we got about two minutes. I'm going to do some real fast notes real fast. Uh, this show seemed more like Dundee's booking, a lot more like Dundee's booking. Uh, four matches today, but we only had three. Uh, they're really pull, pushing Jeff as a singles. Uh, no Southern Boys on the TV, no Rocky Johnson on the TV, no Chick Donovan on TV, or Polly on the TV. Stu these are the studios I'm talking about when I say TV. Uh, I really thought Bubba and Goliath was going to come back. Hold on. <coughs> Sorry. Bubba and Goliath is going to run back in and jump. Paul Don Patanaka, that's what you always see when they get fired. They didn't do it. That was good, I thought. Um, it, it added to that whole thing that you talked about at the beginning where they just walked off, you know, when uh, Bruno at the beginning, remember you said, you know, how they just walked off, that was good. Yeah. So this even was even better because everybody and the brother thought they were going to come back out, run out there after he said they fired them. They never did, so that was good. Um, Shima and Hilo wasn't on TV. Um uh, Jack Hart and Chick Donovan, I guess, are still the Southern Tag Team Champions, and they haven't defended their belt since they won them uh, about a month ago. So, overall, good show. <laughs> what do you got? We got about a minute. <laughs> I, I thought the show was okay, man. Um, really, wrestling light. It was more angle. It was more. I get angles back up. I think his last week was more matches, and like I said, I didn't think it had a, that Dundee feel of booking. And this week it did, because it was all all. Angle, angle, angle driven. So yeah, it, no, no match went over like two minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was all angle driven. Uh, the whole the whole show was just angle driven. So yeah, so an hour of TV at eight minutes of matches. Yeah, yeah. If they, even I might have been eight minutes. Right. Yeah. So so I mean that that's a little bothersome, but there was some fun stuff on it. I you know I enjoyed it. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah, and I said you know, it, it, but it, I think it was just because last week's, like I said, I think it, I think, you know, it just. There wasn't really no, it was just more just just matches and no really hot angles or nothing and they really 
I angled it up this one. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, I looked and uh, watched uh, next week's. I scanned through it. It's a studio show. Uh, about twenty seconds. You got anything else to add? Nothing else. All right, I'm gonna put the link to that uh, cage match on there. Everything. Um, <clears throat> thanks everybody for listening. For Jeremiah Plunkett and Quint Cruza. Hey, that's me. Thanks and God bless. Bye bye everybody.